Hello again and welcome back to the Proper Specs Football Podcast Promotions, part of the show. Happy New Year. I hope everyone is out there safe and sound and you are celebrating your new year. Time to promote those that I love. And hey, Nails by Imani, check my daughter out in Jonesboro, Georgia. The address is as follows, 258 South Main Street, Suite F. Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. The best, absolute best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, specifically Jonesboro, Georgia. Check out the missus. Her crafting email is forcedcraftsdesigns at gmail.com. Once again, that is F-O-R-R-E-S-T-C-R-A-F-T-S. D-E-S-I-G-N-S at gmail.com. You can also check out her website, and that is the online beautyboutique.com for heavenly hair. Shopneolife.com forward slash forest health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash forest health. Check her out there as well. Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Look him up. Check him out. And finally, but certainly not last, me. The Prophet's Picks 2019 is the Instagram handle. The Prophet's Picks at gmail.com is my email. And last but certainly not least, I am on Twitter as well, Prophet underscore Picks. And you can listen to my podcast show on every single podcast platform there is known to man. And soon to come, I will be on Pandora. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy the show that's coming up right now. One. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. And in the hours that I last did a podcast show um, during the lunch hour earlier today, a lot has happened in the NFL. For starters, the Tennessee Titans, they have released four assistant coaches, releasing them as in they let them go. They relieved them of their duties and um, those coaches were offensive coordinator Todd Downing, offensive line coach Keith Carter, secondary coach Anthony Midget. And Anthony Midget, if I'm not mistaken, um, he used to play cornerback in the NFL and offensive uh, offensive skill assistant Eric, spelled with an K and no C at the end of the E.R.I. Frazier. And... Um, Good news on the Buffalo Bills front, on the NFL front overall. DeMar Hamlin released from the Cincinnati Hospital today, returning to Buffalo to continue his recovery. Let's not forget, this young man has been in the hospital since a week ago today, and he is being released Discharged today from the Cincinnati hospital that held him since the tragic injury that he suffered with the cardiac arrest. And he is returning back to Buffalo to continue 
his recovery. So that is the best news that I've heard all day. And I will be giving that report about Damar Hamlin in every single one of the six 2023 tournament that starts this Saturday, January the 14th at 4.30 p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. The seventh seed Seattle Seahawks will go on the road to face the number two seed San Francisco 49ers in the NFC first super wild wild card weekend football game to determine who will go to the divisional round of the postseason next weekend. And once again, this is seven seed Seattle at number two seed San Francisco. And these two teams are division rivals. 5.50 p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Good afternoon. It's very great to be talking to everyone again about NFL football, especially postseason NFL football. Six prediction shows to do outside of the normal things that I do. Really won't be much podcasting, especially once the Super Bowl champion has been crowned. It is 4.50 p.m. Central. Good afternoon on a Monday, January the 9th, 2023. And I am about to give you the winner between the seventh seed Seattle Seahawks visiting the number two seed San Francisco 49ers. And they will be seeing their division rival for the third time this season. This is going to be the third time these two teams see each other, whether it's in Seattle or San Francisco, Santa Clara, excuse me. And uh, these two teams already saw each other in Santa Clara, California earlier this season. And I will talk more about that. But first, to finish the time zone breakdown, it is now 3.51 p.m. Mountain, 2.51 p.m. Pacific. Good afternoon. Anchorage, Alaska. What's up? Welcome back to the show. Aloha, Honolulu, Waikiki, Maui, and the Pearl Harbor Memorial, all of the Hawaiian Islands, 12.51 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Monday afternoon. And it's time for me to tell you who I feel will win the first, once again, of six playoff games for the 2023 January NFL Tournament. It'll all come to a head at Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona at State Farm Stadium. State Farm Stadium would officially have their third Super Bowl in the history of that stadium. And Super Bowl Sunday... Today is what? The 9th Super Bowl Sunday is Sunday, February the 12th. So we are literally one, two, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, basically a month away from Super Bowl 57. We're about five Sundays away and we are literally a month away from Super Bowl 57. Three more Sundays left in the month of January. In those three Sundays and Saturdays, by the way, NFL games will be played. Then my mother's birthday, Sunday, February the 5th, that's the fourth Sunday, and it'll be the first Sunday of next month. And then, of course, the following Sunday is Sunday, February the 12th, Super Bowl 57. All right, 
Happy Monday. It's the beginning of the week. The season is at an end. The season ended last night. I did, in fact, do the Sunday Night Football Results Show, the uh, season finale of Sunday Night Football Results Show, earlier today during the lunch hour, and I also did a Prophet's Pick special in which Black Monday coaches that unfortunately find out the news, they take the long walk of disappointment, the long walk of butterfly guts and some of them they've taken that walk before and they know what's at the end of that walk when they go into the owner's office or if the owner is too cowardly to do it himself he'll have the president or the GM do it but the majority of these owners they're not cowardice they will be with the president and the general manager of course if the general manager isn't getting fired as well then they will be with the general manager as well as the president and they will meet with the head coach and let them let him know the unfortunate news that he has been relieved of his duties as head football coach of their franchise that they paid however hundred millions of dollars or billions of dollars to possess and run and um that show was done during the lunch hour not a quick not a long show at all it was a really quick show um only about i would say 10 to 15 minutes you would probably want to listen to that more so than the Sunday Night Football Results Show. But the Sunday Night Football Results Show, the reason why I bring it up, it immediately affects this prediction show. But before I do that, on yesterday, the final Sunday of the season, I went 11-4. Last night, I got the game wrong. I go from 11-6 to 11-7. That's how I end the season on Sunday Night Football in the regular season. Prime time overall, 34 games predicted correctly, 21 correct. And last but certainly not least, the overall record, 163-102. 63 games over 500. And if you count the two ties this past season, Commanders and Giants, Colts and Texans, technically 164 over 100. Or 163-102 and zero, however you want to look at it. It's all about perspective, right? Either way, I'm a good 63 to 61 games over 500. That's the point. So, it was an interesting season. Um, It ended with a powerful revelation of who's really in control, which is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. After that Monday night football game and how everybody came together, it was a tragic incident. But a lot of good things came from it. And last night's game directly ties in to this prediction show, which is the reason why I am talking so much about last night's game. Detroit defeated Green Bay. If Green Bay had won that game, this would be the seven seed Packers at the two seed San Francisco 49ers for the second time in San Francisco in the last four off seasons. Green Bay and San Francisco has met, I would say, at least three out of the last four years in the tournament and that says a lot but Green Bay was not able to do that Detroit said hey if we're not going nobody's going and ultimately Detroit won on last night I was wrong Aaron Rodgers future is up in the air he doesn't know if he wants to come back and experience that again and listen to the show listen to the show you'll hear everything you need to know about Aaron Rodgers and that and how I feel on that We all know he had played a part in how the season went. 
more so him than anybody else on that team, quite frankly. So with that being said, I had to wet my throat there. It's time for me to talk to you all about the 50th meeting of all time between San Francisco and Seattle. And Seattle is San Francisco's nemesis. Let me start there. And the postseason is a lot different from the regular season. When it comes to how I do these games and how I do the shows and do the predictions, they are a little bit longer than the regular season day games, no matter what day these games are going to be played on, Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon. We all know prime time games, which there will be three this weekend, Saturday night, Sunday night, and the Monday night wildcard game. And that'll be the final Monday night game of the season of NFL post or um, regular. And um, I always start out with how both of the teams that are getting ready to face off against each other, how did they get there? I'm going to start immediately with yesterday. Yesterday, Seattle Seahawks took the Rams to the postseason brink, or should I say the Rams, excuse me, took the Seattle Seahawks to the postseason brink. And the number one reason why Seattle is in the postseason is not just because Detroit won on last night. It's because Seattle won their game as well. If Seattle didn't win their game, ladies and germs, they would not be in the postseason right now. They would not be in the postseason right now. Detroit would be in the postseason. Now, wouldn't that be something marvelous? That would be a huge marvel if Seattle found a way to lose that game on yesterday and Detroit went into Green Bay and won. As a matter of fact, I will go as far as to say if Green Bay, I beg your pardon, if Seattle had lost that game before Sunday Night Football last night, the Detroit Lions probably would have mopped the field with the Green Bay Packers. And that's an excellent question. That's an excellent theory. What do you think would happen? Do you think that Detroit would have went into Green Bay and just blew the Packers off their own football field? Or do you feel that they would have cracked Snackle, snap, they would have crackled, they would have cracked, snapped, and popped under the pressure of knowing they had to win that game to get in. And if they did not win it, Green Bay would have been in. That's an excellent discussion to have, but it doesn't really matter because that was not the outcome. The outcome was Seattle won in overtime with the field goal against the Rams, and the 49ers were well in control of their season even when it appeared that they weren't. Pete Carroll versus the mind majesticy of Cal Shanahan, who was the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers, again, they had full control of their season, even when it looked like they did not have control of their season 19 to 16 final overtime Seahawks over the Rams on yesterday and the 49ers mopped the field speaking of mopping the field with somebody 38 to 13 against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, how did Seattle get to this point? 
where they were in a position to win in overtime 1916. They defeated the Denver Broncos in Russell Wilson's return home week one, Monday Night Football double hitter, or should I say single hitter, the following week was a double hitter, 17 to 16. And then the 49ers and the Seahawks met. Seahawks lost this game, but they did not lose it without unintentionally, let me make sure I get that clear, snapping the ankle of Trey Lance, an ankle that he has had to have two surgeries on now. So we pray and hope to God that he gets better, but they didn't purposely break his ankle, but that was the main thing that came from that football game. Seattle lost it 27-7, but the main thing that came from that football game was the broken ankle of Trey Lance ending his first season as a starter. And that also galvanized the team to rally around Joe Flacco. So these teams, they have so many storylines and they are so tied with one another. As the Falcons defeated uh, the Seattle Seahawks the following week, 27-23. Now, not sure when the bye week started, so don't pay attention to which week I'm given. Just know that they're either wins or losses. Then Seattle went to Detroit, defeated the Detroit Lions. Speaking of the Detroit Lions, I told you these teams are tied together. 48-45 to was the final there. And this is Geno Smith, by the way. The guy that the New York Jets gave up on. The guy that the New York football Giants gave up on. The guy that the city of New York gave gave up on the guy that the Chargers gave a chance as a backup and the guy that the Seahawks did the same thing as and he's elevated himself with this play with this work and study habits in the quarterback classroom and he has helped guide this team to the postseason now his play picked up but then it kind of fell off a little bit let's not forget he has not been a starter in over eight years and the Seahawks lost to the Saints 39-32 in New Orleans. But then the Seahawks went on a four-game winning streak. They beat division rival Cardinals 19-9. They went to Los Angeles as Geno Smith started the revenge tour. 37-23 victory against the Chargers. That was a team that he was a backup on. He then defeated the Giants, the second team of his NFL career, 27-13. At Arizona, 31-21, to which is where Seattle would like to end up being for that franchise's second Super Bowl in that same location. We'll see what happens. They got to get through San Francisco to start things off. Then the Seahawks lost to Brady and his Bucks, 21-16. Lost to the Raiders, 40-34. And there was a total of five losses. But in the middle of those five losses... The Seahawks did, in fact, beat the Rams 27-23. And kudos to the Rams. They really took the Seahawks to the brink of elimination. Both times they played them. Seahawks barely beat the Rams 27-23 the first time that they met. They barely beat them yesterday in overtime 1916. Respect for your division rival. Seahawks, Seahawks lost to the Panthers convincingly. Panthers ran the football all over the Seahawks' defense. The final in that one was 30-24. to 24. That game was in Seattle, by the way. And then Thursday Night Football on Prime against the 49ers, 21-13. to 13. That 
That was the game that allowed the San Francisco 49ers to become NFC West Division champions for the 2022 year. And then, like most teams this, did this season, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. 24-10 for the Seattle Seahawks. And then the Seahawks got back on the right foot. As we all know, they won yesterday, but before they won yesterday, they beat the New York Jets as... The revenge tour for Geno Smith, if he didn't do anything else this season, he completed the revenge tour. Defeated the New York Jets, the team that drafted him into the league from West Virginia University. So many moons ago, 23-6 to six was the final in that one. And that is the road to the postseason for the Seattle Seahawks as their record Going into this game against their division rival, there are going to be two division rival rematches um, on Sunday. They're going to be three total overall this weekend, and this is the first of three. The other two, Miami at Buffalo on Sunday, and then Baltimore at Cincinnati on Sunday night. Nine and eight for the Seahawks. Their road record, because they will be on the road in the postseason, four victories and four losses. San Francisco 49ers are the NFC West champions. And the San Francisco 49ers will be hosting their division rival for the second time this year. 49ers started the year with a 19-10 loss in Chicago, the Windy City against the Bears. Defeated the Seahawks 27-7. Lost on Sunday night of all teams to the Broncos, and actually that was Thursday night football. My bad. Eleven to ten. Now let's not forget this was Jimmy Garoppolo's first game back. 49ers then went on to beat the Rams. Defense got the job done. Twenty-four to nine. Defeated the Panthers. Thirty-seven to fifteen. And then the arrival of Mister McCaffrey to San Francisco. 49ers lost. To the Falcons in Atlanta, 28-14. I still have trouble wrapping my head around that one. Losing to the team that beat them in the Super Bowl a few years back, the Kansas City Chiefs, 44-23. And this is where we said the 49ers still have control of their own destiny. They still have control of the season, even though it looks like they don't. Because at this point in time, the 49ers, three victories on the year, and they had four losses. Well... They said, we lost to the team that beat us in the Super Bowl a few years back. We lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know what? We're not going to be stressing and worried about nothing because we're going to play against a team that we have beaten 10 times in a row in the regular season. Yeah, we know. We didn't defeat them in the conference championship game last year to go to the Super Bowl in their home stadium. But hey, we got their number in the regular season. And right now, this is the right team we need to play. To get back on the winning route. And that's what the 49ers did. And that is the Rams. I believe it's like some crazy number. What? 11, 13 times in a row. In the regular season. For the sake of time. Not going to really look that up. Because that really doesn't matter for this. Particular wild card prediction show. But here's the thing. 31 to 14 against the Rams. 22 to 16. Victory. Against the Chargers, 38-10 to victory against the Cardinals in their division. 
13 to nothing shutout for the Saints in Santa Clara. 33 to 17 victory against the Miami Dolphins in Santa Clara. Then even worse against the Buccaneers, 35 to 7. Just absolutely humiliated Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 35 to 7. And then at the Seattle Seahawks, 21 to 13. That was once again that Thursday night football game in which the 49ers were crowned division champions. 37 to 20 win against the Commanders a few weeks ago. And then a shootout, a game that I'm still looking forward to watching at the Raiders in Las Vegas, 37 to 34. And then last Sunday, as I forestated a few minutes ago, 38 to 13. It's been a weird year. It's been an interesting year. And this is going to once again be the first postseason game of the 2023 NFL tournament. I don't have to give you the last five games for both of these teams because I just gave you their entire schedule. Weeks one through week 18. So it doesn't make any sense for me to do all of that. No postseason statistics to go off of. Because once the postseason begins, all of the statistics, as crazy as it sounds, starts over. However, Brock Purdy will be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Geno Smith will be the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Number two seed belongs once again to San Francisco 49ers. All of the number two seeds, seeds two through seven, will play this upcoming weekend. And in this matchup, this will be the first game this Saturday afternoon, once again, 3.30 Central, 4.30 Eastern. And it will be 1.30 in Santa Clara, California, when this game kicks off. And this is a series, postseason included, that the San Francisco 49ers have been dominated by. This series is led by the Seahawks. 30 victories and 19 losses. Let's not forget Pete Carroll has been in Seattle for a while now. 29-19 in the regular season. And that long postseason game was an NFC Championship game in Seattle, Washington. 23-17 victory for the Seahawks January the 19th, 2014. That was the 31st meeting of all time. It was the first and only postseason meeting between these two division rivals. And that is the statistic that matters the most. The postseason. Owned by the Seahawks. But here's the thing. This is not your grand this is not your grandpa Seattle Seahawks. This is not your great grandpa Seattle Seahawks, quite frankly. This is a Seahawks team that is rebuilding against a team in the 49ers that is built. And there's a difference between rebuilding and the word built. And after an entire 2022 NFL season, Seahawks offense is ranked ninth in the NFL, 23.9 points on average after the season has ended. The ninth ranked offense for Seattle will go up against the first ranked defense in the NFL points allowed per game. This season allowed 16.3 points per game. Offense for the 49ers in the top 10, 6th in the NFL, 26.5 total points per game. This entire season, 6th ranked offense in the 49ers will go up against the 25th ranked defense in the NFL and points a lot per game. They only gave up 16 yesterday, but this season they gave up a total of 23.6 on average. 
Of course, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to say Seattle wins it 27. I want to say 27 to 20, but I got a good feeling that the Seahawks will be the sacrificial lamb as the 49ers want to make an example out of the Seahawks. Not just because they're their division rivals, but also because we all know that the Philadelphia Eagles will be watching every single NFC game as well as AFC game because the Eagles have their eyes set on the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl to Arizona, the road goes through the Eastern Atlantic Eastern time zone in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. This has been seven seed at the two seed NFC West division rival wild wild card game rematch 27 17 49ers over the Seahawks. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned. Coming up next prime time prediction here at the Prophets Picks predicting with prophetic passion. Everybody stay safe out there. One.